Hey, welcome back to the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO. And I'm your host, Doug Lear. The last shot, the last shot for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Uh, we still have a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. We're going to get you a podcast extra with Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors, uh, and you can listen to them. You listen to Bruin Agri Gone Outdoors on Saturday mornings at 11 a.m. We know not everybody can listen to them on Saturday mornings. We know not everybody can listen to a podcast. So we break out a podcast extra for you each and every weekend. Before we do that, let's get you a Central Dakota Outdoors report with Pat Stockdale. You read her work in Dakota Country Magazine. She is an award-winning outdoors communicator, and she connects with uh, the people and the places, the bait shops, the gas stations, the motels, the resorts, the guides, to give us a better idea of where people are going, what they're doing, what they're finding outdoors. Well, Pat, what's cooking outdoors this week? Thanks, Doug. As we check elsewhere around North Dakota, the warm weather is greatly welcomed and much appreciated as we transition into late season ice fishing activity and the upcoming open water season. New fishing licenses aren't due until April 1st, but why procrastinate and a person might as well get it sooner rather than later. But back to fishing. Devil's Lake is starting to see a bit of improving late season success for a mix of walleye and perch along with some pike. As usual, work deep, as deep as 50 feet, for perch, but plan on keeping them when you're going that deep because they're just likely not to survive when they come up from those depths. Try early morning or late evening hours for walleye in shallower water around 15 to 25 feet and work shallow for pike and that's in about 8 feet or less. Lake Ashtabula remains the prize lake this winter and it hasn't slowed down as we move into spring. Access was still good earlier in the week and anglers continued finding a nice mix of walleye perch and even some crappie. Jamestown Reservoir also enjoyed a fair amount of activity and in general many smaller lakes dotting the state are experiencing angling success as the season winds down. Ice is disappearing on the Missouri River and looks like there's open water south of the tail race, probably about as far down as around Washburn. There is some activity in the tail race itself, but reports are skimpy at best on how anglers are faring, or if they're faring at all for success. You might want to try the east end of Lake Audubon for walleye around Velva Point or Old Church Bay, but other areas of the lake are generally slow for walleye. The east end and midsection of Lake Sakakawea are also slow for walleye, but anglers might find some pike on the east end, although that's slowed a bit as well over the past week. Time is winding down for North Dakotans to get their elk, moose, and bighorn sheep applications in, but we're moving rapidly towards April 1, that time when those new fishing, hunting, and trapping licenses are due. And finally, as lakes transition towards open water fishing, remember to please use extreme caution if you're still moving around on lakes, as well as accessing. Those shorelines, especially reservoirs, are getting kind of tricky and can get tricky pretty rapidly, especially the reservoirs that are drawn down over the winter. Appreciate that report. That is Pat Stockdale, and she is an award-winning outdoors communicator. Again, read her work in Dakota Country Magazine and various other publications across the Midwest. Right now, it's time to get you that podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. You hear Brewer and Agri gone outdoors at 11 o'clock on Saturday morning. Not everybody can listen then. And not everybody can check out their podcast. So here is a podcast extra from Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Christina Colby, she is with South Dakota Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Like we've been talking about, 
We're, we're chatting with organizations that work very hard for those of us that really enjoy uh, spending time in the outdoors, whether it's hunting, fishing, whatever it is. Uh, there's a lot of organizations that are doing a lot of stuff behind the scenes on our behalf. And some of us get involved in some of these organizations too. So uh, this segment, we're going to find out a little bit more about what the uh, South Dakota Parks and Wildlife Foundation does. And if you want to get involved with it, uh, there's those opportunities. Or if nothing else, it's just good information to know that they're out there working for your behalf. How are you doing, Christina? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me today. So tell us about this organization a little bit. It's the first time we've had uh, this group on Gone Outdoors in our seven years of radio. It probably won't be the last time. Um, what is it you guys do? Well, you know, it's it's funny that you say it probably won't be the last time. I hope not, because we have a lot to share with people that love the outdoors. But let's start with how we started. The South Dakota Parks and Wildlife Foundation started back in 1985 as a means for um, public and private interests to come together. With the state of South Dakota's Game, Fish, and Parks department you know they managed at the time it was um 63 state parks and that's a lot of outdoor activities that's a lot of people using you know the public resources and somewhere in the middle there there's always going to be an opportunity for those that enjoy the park system to give back to it so the foundation was created as a means for them to do that. That was under, it was back in 1985 under the then uh, Game Fish and Parks Secretary, Jeff Stingley. He was a wonderful, wonderful man. So I'm guessing that you do more work than just uh, with the state parks. I got to believe that uh, every outdoorsman in South Dakota, even if they never step foot in a state park, uh, may see benefits from this. Oh, absolutely. You know, because a lot of people, when you hear that we have 63 state parks, um, that, that doesn't necessarily mean a lot to everybody. It doesn't necessarily pull your mind to, you know, where are they? Um, if you don't get a map out, you may never know where they all are. But if you've ever hiked the Mickelson Trail, that's a state park. If you've ever been in Custer State Park, obviously it's in the name, but there are so many acres there. Um, if you've enjoyed, you know, viewing the buffalo or driving those those roads through the wildlife loop, um, if you've been in Palisades State Park and enjoyed the river, you know, on a lazy summer afternoon, those are all opportunities for people to be out enjoying the outdoors that that your state is providing to you. You know, and, and all that stuff costs money, which which I think which I think might be quite a bit of what you guys where where you come in, you know, it, this is a foundation, the South Dakota Parks and Wildlife Foundation. Usually right. when you hear foundation, that means uh, you are raising funds for a certain topic, which this is the outdoors. But um, exactly. is, is that is that probably one of the main missions is to raise money uh, for all the hunters and anglers? Uh, and anybody else that uses the outdoors in South Dakota? Absolutely. It's, our mission statement reads very, very simply, it's to enhance the outdoor recreation for future generations and preserve our parks and wildlife. It's that simple. So what are some of the projects that the foundation has supported? 
You know, over the course of the years, I would say in the last 15 years, we've supported 10 major infrastructure projects. Some that may come to mind um, for people in the Sioux Falls area, I would say Good Earth State Park is probably the pinnacle park. You know, we had, um, at the time we had a fund development um, director and really there was there were some private citizens that really pushed that forward too and I'm going to call out Jeff Scherzlick. Um Jeff along with our fund development director Dick Brown worked very very hard and they raised almost eight million dollars to, br to bring the infrastructure that is now Good Earth to the citizens of South Dakota and anybody that wants to visit. It was about acquiring land. It was about building a uh, visitor center. It was about preserving some of the land there because there's some really important artifacts at that particular state park. Um, preserving some stands of trees, building hiking trails. Um, and we actually currently have a little bit left to culminate that project to its finale, which is um, in 2024, the foundation will be become the owner of a nearby golf course. We're currently under contract for deed to take that over in 2024. But that was really important to the project because, you know, there, there was an opportunity and, and there's nothing wrong with you know, a corporate owner of the golf course wanting to sell off and, you know, to whoever would, would choose to buy it. But the state looked at that, the foundation looked at that and said, you know, we really want to make sure that whoever gets that land helps preserve all the hard work that we just went through to create Good Earth State Park, which is preserving a piece of South Dakota heritage. So um, rather than um, putting in a campground, you know, or putting in an amusement park, um, the foundation will take ownership of that and um, that development will, will happen in a way that is conducive to preserving all of the efforts that brought Good Earth State Park to fruition. You know, I am listening to this, Christina, and I think about so many organizations that are really fighting just to maintain the status quo. And yeah. here, here we have what you're looking at is expanding opportunities and expanding the uh, outdoor access to the folks there in South Dakota and visitors to South Dakota who might come in from out of state, anywhere, really anywhere in the Gone Outdoors listening area or anywhere else. Um, kudos to you for having that forward-looking vision to be able to continue to grow this. Do you have... You know, that that's going to be 2024. Are there other projects on the horizon? There are. We're actually, I'm really glad you asked this question. Um, I'm actually new to the position. I started in January, so I'm barely two months in. Right. Um, but when I when I started to consider um, this this work, I've, I've spent my entire career in this arena. But when I considered going to the Parks and Wildlife Foundation, I asked myself, you know, what would my favorite park be. And for those in the Sioux Falls area, I'm sure you're going to be able to relate to this one. It's Palisades State Park, hands down. It's got a river flowing through it. So, you you know, the kids can jump in the water. You can go fishing. There's these beautiful spires and rocks that you can just um, go out and either sit on or play on or jump off of sometimes in the, in the water. Um, there's a great park there. It was um, not that many years ago 
that the foundation worked very hard to acquire land around Palisades State Park. It's it's a it's a beautiful park, but quite honestly, so many people love it that it was really it it needed to expand. Um, so many people were using it. We had cars parking on the sides of the lanes, and you know it just it was getting crowded, and. It, it was a far cry from what we thought would be opportunity to acquire the neighboring land. But lo and behold, you know, sometimes the universe just really speaks to you. And there was an opportunity to buy some land around it. We were able to acquire that. And um, the Palisades State Park expansion is going to be developing a campground as soon as this, you know, this building season I, I was out there actually just the other day and I can see, I was able to see exactly where the campground um, is going to be placed, what some of the, the vision is and some of the dreams are of the GFMP staff that are, are involved with the park. Um, so we're wrapping that project up. Um, another one, and this is a great one that I think everybody can relate to, is we're going to be raising money to help the Outdoor Campus East expansion. They're going to be building an indoor archery range. Well, it is going to wrap things up for this weekend edition of Outdoors Live. Appreciate the podcast extra being made available by Scotty Brewer and Kyle Agri. Make sure you check out them Saturday mornings at 11 o'clock. And then also you can check out their podcast at kfgo.com. This has been the weekend edition of Outdoors Live on News Radio, the Mighty 790 KFGO and FM 104.7. Till next time, I'm Doug Lear reminding you, as always, keep your lines tight and your powder dry. Have a great one out there.